Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkamoli. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the Derek 40. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25, 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome Welcome. back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are live. Wow. I just so cut myself funny. off because I played the intro of the show, but I played like a previous full recording of the show that I had. So I went to say, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cannon Fire podcast. And I was cut off rudely, might I add, by myself. But as you heard me say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cannon Fire podcast. We're doing it live, so we got no time to go back and fix it. But welcome to a very special edition at you today for episode 156. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Like I said, very special edition. I guess we'll call it our Christmas show because uh, we won't talk to you guys until after the Bucks game this week, which, as we know, takes place after the holiday. But a lot going on this week, shaping up to be a pretty good game this Saturday. And, uh, you know, we thought we'd kind of kick back, do a little bit more of a casual show this week, and and we're taking your guys' calls. So if you're watching us over on YouTube, as you can see, 813-433-0323 is the number to call. But with all of that being said, Evan, my good friend, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Like I said, I'm in a really good mood. I'm excited to get this show underway because the call-in shows, whenever we do them, they're usually a lot of fun. Whenever we have people in here talking it up in the chat room, calling in like i said 813-433-0323 so what we're going to do today is obviously we're going to be taking your calls but it's pretty much a run-of-the-mill game preview show as it normally is if you guys have any questions comments concerns about the game this saturday against detroit we're going to be here to answer them for you and if you just want to call in and goof off then well we're here for that too but in the meantime let's go over some of the biggest news coming out of the buccaneers this week so as we know the nine and five bucks have their sights set on three wins in a row going up against the five and nine Detroit Lions. And for the Bucks this weekend, it's simple. Win and you're in. And that's something that we haven't heard. And God, it feels like forever here in Tampa Bay. But the Buccaneers are in a good spot. If they win this weekend, they have pretty much clinched uh, their playoff berth. And that's pretty damn good news. Yeah, it's like you said, it's pretty simple this week. It's not um, basically it's uh, a Bucks win or a Bears loss. So if the Bucks would lose, but the Bears would lose, the Bucks would still make it. 
if the Bucks would lose and the Bears would tie, the Bucks would still make it. So that's the only difference is there. But yeah, the the simplest route is just the Bucks play on Saturday, just win on Saturday, and then you ain't got to worry about what the Bears do on Sunday. So um, yeah, obviously they can't clinch on Christmas anymore, which is kind of a bummer. It would have been pretty cool, but yeah, um, yeah, it's like you said, it's a situation that many Bucks fans have waited. Well, the time we've been doing this show, uh, they haven't had a winning record <laughs> any season we've done this show. So, and uh, um, just for anybody who might have missed the memo, the Buccaneers got their ninth win last week, which cemented a winning record for 2020. So, without a doubt, improvement from last year. Yeah, well, I mean, it was already improved. It was they had um, what seven wins last year. So, yeah. We're gonna look at you know eight wins at least. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's that's what you want to see. Obviously, when you add uh, when you add a guy like Tom Brady, that's that's what you expect. Maybe, maybe not the the way people expected it, but I, I definitely think that when you add uh, those types of pieces, you're expecting at least a playoff berth. And now they're they're closer to reality uh, of that playoff berth. And let's see if they can take care of business on on Saturday. A lot of people. Got to realize that it is it is a Saturday game. If you're looking for the Bucks on Sunday, you've already missed them because uh, they do play on Saturday, December 26th. That game is at 1 p.m. on NFL Network. So yeah. Now before we get to your calls, because we do have people calling in, I am contractually obligated to let you guys know that this podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Believe it or not, I've been saying it for weeks now, but the final quarter of the NFL regular season is here, and you've still got more than enough time to get in on the action. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes on you. So make sure you head over to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, bet online, your online sportsbook expert. So let's open up the phone lines officially. 813-433-0323. I had to dump a caller a minute ago, and I feel bad, but I had to get the live read out of the way, man. They, the sponsors get mad. I get a lot of angry emails about how we're not reading it in time. So, uh, so yeah. But in the meantime, let's talk about some more news. There, there's a lot going on this week, potential-wise, because... There are some records that could be broken this weekend. There are some records that are, you know, have aspirations of being broken before the regular season is over. But before we get into that, we get a caller from the 270. Thanks for calling the Cannon Fire Podcast. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Yo, what's up? What's up, man? All right, so I have a discussion to talk about on the Bucks. Um... In my opinion, do you think Brady's off better calling his own plays and with Bruce Arian telling him what to call because he's not a – I mean, he can launch the ball, but he's not going to do it almost every time we go out and play offense. We do it about, I'd say, six times a game. But Brady is more of a check down, get the first down, go up the field and score kind of guy instead of throwing bombs. I mean, Mike Evans, throw him a one-on-one. 90% of the time he'll catch it, get a flag, we'll go up there and score. But, I mean, we can't be throwing bombs every single time we go out there unless we have to. 
Yeah. And that's kind of where the waters are murky right now, because there's been a lot of argument back and forth this past month or two of, you know, is it Brady primarily calling the plays? Is it left, which I think they're still trying to find that middle ground and that's what makes it so murky. But uh, Evan, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely a valid point that if you look at Tom Brady's career, that's just not what that's not how he's won six Super Bowls. You know, he hasn't won it throwing the, the deep ball every single time. I think the frustration is on third down when it's a third and three, third and two, and you're chucking the ball 25, 30 yards in the air. Um, I think it's definitely an adjustment. Like right now, I just think they're they're still trying to find that that hybrid um, of, of still trying to push the ball downfield, but also trying to get to more of a Brady offense right now. All right. Um, thanks, Evan. Uh, one more thing. Bruce Aaron, like, we got him in to do the job, fix up Jameis. We could land a good spot in the draft. But um, that didn't work. Jameis is out. Um, which I love Jameis, but those picks, you know, he could have could have threw a check down or something else. But I like how Jameis will go up and get the first down, run out in the pocket, get the first. Brady just falls down. He throws it out of bounds. He doesn't. I don't understand why he does that. He's old. <laughs> I know he can't. Run, but I mean, man, just go go out in the pocket. And just just run out of bounds. Something we like fourth and one, fourth and two. Go for that. Those are big plays we need to go for. Short yardage plays we can get. First down that we can convert that into a drive, we score. That Saints game that we played the second time, it's terrible. That was a bit that was a bad, bad game. And uh, uh the Bears, whenever we played the Bears, we could have we could have had a lot more opportunities to score. Brady has to make those plays being the six time Super Bowl winner. He's supposed to we hired the guy to do those things but I mean he's been good you know the end of the season but I mean he needs to do better in my opinion if he wants to stay in Tampa Bay well I think it's a it's a valid point when you said that that's what you know they hired they they signed Tom Brady to 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 win those teams like the Saints yeah and and to you know on a prime time Sunday night football beat a divisional opponent and and potentially put yourself in a good spot to win the division and right now they haven't got that done this year Um, I agree I think Brady's been good Um, yeah I I think he's had a few bad games I'm not going to sit here and say that he hasn't but I do think that when you're just talking about the difference between Jameis Winston and Tom Brady Jameis Winston isn't a well yeah well um, Jameis Winston isn't necessarily a mobile quarterback, but um, I mean Tom Brady just he can't run. It's that's that's never been his game really. So if you're really expecting much of like outside the pocket or like some some RPOs or something, I just I really wouldn't expect that from that from him. Um, but I mean it is a valid point that you know at times this year Brady has has come up short in some big moments against the Rams against the Chiefs. Uh, he he has come up short and that's not what they brought him here to do. So I do think in the playoffs he needs to be better. Uh, but right now I think overall if you look at a season he's been pretty good. 
I, I think when you look at all the factors that Brady had on his plate coming into this year, you kind of have to commend him for being a little bit better than a lot of people thought he would be. Like the fact of the matter is he's two touchdowns away from breaking the Buccaneers single season franchise record for touchdowns, which Jameis Winston set last year in his incredible 30 for 30 season. Um, but I think Brady is making the best of what he has. And yeah, it's easy to say that when you've got guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, Rob Gronkowski playing far above expectations, but I don't know. It's a slippery slope because you do bring Brady in to win those games, but you know, to kind of put it up on his shoulders and say that it hasn't been a success when we look at this Bucks team with already more wins than they had all of last season. It's hard for me to write it off like that, but I think the, the mistakes that we've seen and just the awkwardness that we have seen and, and, you know, expecting Brady to do more than what he's given us, it, it all ties back into you know, the adjustments that everybody's been talking about all season long, adjusting to this new offense, finding their chemistry, their gel, just all of that stuff is really coming into play. But we really appreciate your call, buddy. We're going to get to a couple of others. Uh, but any last words before we let you go? Uh, No, just thanks for having me on the show, I guess. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you calling in. So 813-433-0323 is the number to call. And like I had mentioned, let's go ahead and talk about it since we brought it up. But Tom Brady. He could make history this weekend in more ways than one. So we know that if you know the Buccaneers win, they're pretty much in the playoffs for the first time in a decade and a half. Thanks, Tom. Mm-hmm. But alongside that, he has a chance to break the franchise record for touchdown passes in a season set by Jameis Winston last year. Now, is it is it 32 or 33? Because I'm pretty sure it's 33. 33, yep. Yeah, so Tom currently sits at 32 touchdowns on the year. He's got 11 picks as opposed to Winston, who last year had, I think, close to 30 by this point. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this game has all the fixings, kind of like what we said about Atlanta last week. You know, this Lions defense is just atrocious. Um, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. And I think it really sets up Brady to break the record and, and look really good doing it, if I might add. Yeah, I think uh, this time last year, I believe James Winston had 22 interceptions. Um, yeah, those, so those last double. two or three games just really did him in. Well, he, he threw four against the Texans in week 16 and then two against the Falcons. Um, so that that's six. So Actually, no, it would have been 24 that he had. Sorry, not not 20. I'm bad at math. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's it's likely that he at least ties the record um, yeah. in this game. Uh, Detroit, their defense, I don't – so with the Falcons, they had the 30th-ranked passing defense, but they had the 10th-ranked rushing defense. So – you were saying, oh, well, Bucks are probably going to throw the ball a lot in this one. And they did. With this Lions team, I mean, they're, they're 32nd in defensive points allowed per game. They're 30th in defensive yards allowed per game. They're 27th in pass yards allowed per game. And they're 29th in rush yards allowed per game. I mean, they're just <laughs> – this is a bad defense. And, and I mean, they are banged up, but we're going to get to that um, yeah. on the defensive side of the ball even. Um, so it's a bad defense, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be getting any better. So I would expect Tom Brady to at least tie the record. Um this week if not pass it oh yeah definitely now let's cover a couple of a couple more stories coming out of the bucks franchise this week linebacker devin white was named nfc defensive player of the week after his 12 tackle three sack performance against the falcons so congratulations to big number 45 as he is getting in shape for the playoffs as well and then mike evans big number 13 he needs 221 yards over two games 
to be the first receiver in NFL history with seven straight thousand yard seasons to start his career. Evan, do you think he can do it? He had 110 yards on six catches last week. And as we've said plenty of times up to this point, this Lions defense can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. Um, so he kept the dream alive with, with 110 yards um, this past week. But I, I don't know if he can do it just because that's, I think that's only the second time he's gone over 100 yards. Maybe I think the third time. I actually think it's the third time this season that he's gone over 100 yards. And both of those times, it was week two versus Carolina, week four versus Los Angeles. Uh, other than that, he has not gone, gone over 100 yards before the Atlanta game. And I just, I'm not sure if that's uh, – I'm not sure if you can expect it again. Um well, I think they're going to try. I, I don't think the Bucks are going to like force the ball to him like, oh, this is going to Mike Evans every single time. But I think they're going to try. They know. Right? They, they, they yeah. know. And like they want to get him that record, but they also want to do what's best for the team. So uh, I think this week particular, they'll play it you know, just normal, see what happens. If he gets over 100 yards and he's close next week, then you, you start to game plan some stuff to get him his 1,000. His but... It'd be a cool accolade. Um, I personally don't think he gets it, but you know, I don't think Mike Evans really cares. Uh, oh, yeah, the he the fact doesn't. is, <laughs> this this team is nine and five, and if he has you know one catch for five yards on Saturday, but they win the game and go to the playoffs, I think he'd take that. So yeah, and we want to hear from you guys as well. Do you think Mike Evans gets his thousand yards this season? Like we said before, he needs 221 yards over two games. Had a really good game against Atlanta, putting up 100-plus. Do you think he can do it to get that record? But me personally, I'm with you, Evan. I don't really think he does. Um, and I think it's just that lack of consistency that you had brought up. Like That's his first 100-yard performance in damn near a month. And it's not like it's been a common sight this season to see Mike Evans force-fed the ball until it is the second half and they really need to make a comeback and wake the offense up. But, you know. Just a coincidence, I guess. But with that being said, I, I don't think he gets it. I I'd love to see it happen, but he doesn't care, man. This team making the playoffs is the most important thing to that locker room right now, and we will just leave it at that. So let's get into this game preview. We, we talked a little bit about the Lions and what they bring to the table. Let's talk a little bit more. Um, I, I want to talk about you know their offensive unit because there are definitely some struggles there. You've got... Matt Stafford, who returned, but mm -hmm. he isn't playing healthy. Um, he, yeah, but he pretty, played. He, I, th I thought he played well. I thought he played well last week. He did. He did. He's just he's not healthy. He's got like a like a torn ligament in his thumb. Uh, something else going on with him. Like, something in his ribs, I think. Yeah, he's pretty banged up for this time of year. And I mean, yeah, he's going to be itching to play. And I think if the Lions have any chance in this game, they need to play Matt Stafford. But. We remember what happened last season. The Buccaneers offense put up nearly 500 yards under uh, with Jameis under center, and that was a Lions team without Stafford. So it's not like they're in a much better position this season, but if Stafford plays, maybe it's a little bit more of a competitive game. Yeah, well, he's going to play. There's no question about that. Um, he, was, he was limited in practice yesterday. He was limited today, but, I mean, he barely practiced at all last week and ended up playing in the game. So uh, I think, yeah, he'll definitely play. It's one, He's one of the toughest quarterbacks out there. Um, I don't know if, he, if some people have ever seen um, that one. I forget what happens, what injury he has, but it's a, he's mic'd up. Yeah, I, I know exactly suffer, what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, he suffers an injury and then he ends up going back out there, ignoring the the coaching staff and stuff. They told like told him like no, nah, like, you probably can't. 
and he ends up scoring the game-winning touchdown. Um, or at least, I think, getting him in the field goal range. They won the game. Some, I don't. That's the bottom line. He was hurt. and um, He probably shouldn't have come back, but he did. So he's he's definitely going to play in this game. And obviously, it gives the Lions a better chance. Last year, they were. I think they, uh, David they started Blau. David Blau. Yeah, yeah David Blau. And, um, I mean, you know, he, David Blau is, well, some he of our listeners right now, <laughs> some of our listeners right now may not even know who he is. So that basically tells you all that you need to know. Um <laughs> And their backup quarterback this year is Chase Daniel, who is just uh, just the guy who, who seems like he's been a backup for the past 30 years. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Stafford obviously gives them a, a better option. When I'm looking at this Lions offense, it reminds me a lot of the Bucks, A lot of the Bucks. So they're 19th in, in points per game. The Bucks are 7th. So that's the one area where the Bucks are really – better than the Lions. Now I'm comparing the two offenses, by the way. Uh, the yards per game, Lions are 19th, Bucks are 17th. Pass yards per game, Lions are 7th, Bucks are 6th. Rush yards per game, Lions are 30th, Bucks are 29th. So all those things, besides points, are so close to each other. So this Lions offense has been, at times, very good this season. They can't run the ball. Um, they do have DeAndre Swift, who I was a big fan of pre-draft. And I, I think if you're not careful, because he can also hurt you in the past game. So, uh, But this offense, they're going to throw it a lot. And I think they know that. And they know that their defense is probably going to allow some points. So this is going to be a game where Stafford's going to be throwing the ball and he's going to be asked to. So it's another big game for this Bucks defensive line to really get after him, and, and they have to have a better week this week than they did last. Yeah, and as far as this you know, Lions offense is concerned, you did bring up that they can't run the ball. Well, that makes them one-dimensional. They're going to be leaning on Matt Stafford all afternoon. Do you think it's a good week for Tampa Bay to continue this formula that they've had where – they kind of just rush for most of the game? Or do you think we see a, a reintroduction of, of the blitzes? Because, you know, the identity that this defense kind of thrived on the first half of the season is it felt like they were going to blitz the hell out of you. And if you're going to rely on the pass the way that a lot of teams did when they were playing from behind, you're going to make a mistake. And that's where you kind of saw the plethora of turnovers that they were able to get. Um, so do you think it's another week for that? Or, or do they kind of try to iron out the kinks on this defensive approach they've had, I don't know, the past month, it feels like. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if you're just going to see some some exotic blitzes now. Uh, I, I think they're they're going to try to get it with four. I really do. I think uh, they, they sort of got, got burned a few times with the blitz um, early on in the year. and But you live by the blitz and you die by the blitz in yeah. my eyes. So, I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to accept that, yeah, there's going to be some splash plays and maybe some turnovers created from that, but there's also going to be some splash plays for the offense that you allow. Um, so, I, But honestly, I don't expect Todd Bowles to just suddenly change. I saw something that it was a, just a theory. It was no source thing or anything that maybe, you know, Bowles is just trying to kind of save some of those blitz packages for the playoffs, which is possible, but in, in this scenario, uh, to me, this has got to be a playoff game for you because, look, the Bears are playing the Jaguars. Uh, the Bears are not losing to the Jaguars. So if the Bucks would lose this game to the Lions – and the Bears would win. The Bears all of a sudden are at eight wins. Bucks are at nine. 
and that's not good news because the Bears obviously own the head-to-head tiebreaker. Bears would play the Packers in Week 17, who the Packers, they still have some stuff to play for, but I'm not sure. Maybe they have the one seed wrapped up by then. Um, New Orleans has lost two straight, so. Um, and then uh, the Bucks obviously play the Falcons, so that puts even more emphasis on that game. But you don't want that at all. So, to me, you have to treat this as a game that you got to win. If you don't want to show your blitz packages in Week 17, I would understand that if you've already clinched. I would sort of get that a little bit more. But in this game, uh, being as important as it is, you just got to come up with a win. I think that you should, but I, I don't think that he's going to come up with something that we haven't seen this year or result resort back to the the crazy blitzes. You know, you saw Aaron Rodgers, they were blitzing the heck out of hand. They blitzed Derek Carr a lot. Um, I don't think you're going to see, see that a ton. Yeah. Just to remind everybody, 813-433-0323 is the number. We want to get your phone calls. Come in here, talk to us about the game. Talk to us about your week. Talk about the games you're watching. If you're making any money with our friends over at Bet Online, let us know about that. Um, we got a couple of new sponsorships that are going to be happening after the new year, so keep an eye out for those as well. Not that they're super exciting, just more stuff that I have to read within the hour that we do the show, but we want your phone calls. 813-433-0323. Call the hotline now. There was some other news that was somewhat pressing coming out this week regarding the game on Saturday, and it kind of affects if the game will even be played on Saturday, which... As you and I sit here and talk on Wednesday night, I still have a pretty good feeling that we'll see them play, but it definitely leaves the Lions in a pretty crappy situation. So the Lions announced earlier this week they had a couple of positive COVID, ta- uh, I'm sorry, positive COVID cases within their team. I believe it was a couple of coaches they had mentioned, but they announced today that they will practice outdoors. They had no additional positive tests today, so that's really good news. Um... But things got a lot more complex when it came to their coaching staff. So it is now being reported that nearly all of the Lions' defensive staff members are considered close contacts, per Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. And because interim head coach uh, Daryl, yeah, Daryl Bevel, Daryl Bevel, Daryl Bevel. Since interim head coach Darren Bevel is reportedly labeled a close contact as well, this leaves the Lions in a situation where they have no earthly idea who's going to lead that coaching charge on Saturday and what the makeup of their defensive coaching unit will be. All I can say is that, damn it, I am glad this is not happening to the Bucks. Yeah, they've uh, they've been fortunate. Obviously, Ronald Jones still doesn't sound like he's going to play. Um, so, uh, yeah, I kind of sucks that Rojo was robbed of his one K, uh, his one K season. I really think he could have yeah. gotten it with the role he was on. Yeah. You're likely not going to get that now. Um, which, which does suck, but I, I mean, you also got to remember, it's not just the COVID thing. It's also, um, that, that finger that, that could be a, a factor as well. So, yeah, um, uh, there's a, somebody in the chat, Francisco Ciani. Sorry if I, the butchered that or uh if we make it to the nfc championship game or the super bowl would vita vea be back or is he out until next season uh vita vea is out um the uh there was a doctor i forget his name on twitter one of those like sports guys and he basically said the only way that vita vea could come back is if there is a if the bucks make the super bowl in a covid delayed super bowl which would be in late february or early march Right. So that is really the only realistic shot Vita Vea would have at coming back. So he is 
he's going to be out, and O.J. Howard is is out as well. So uh, those two guys are are going to be out. But yeah, back to the Lions thing. It really does. Uh, we, it, it really sucked. We do have a call that I threw in here from the nine four one. Thanks for calling CFP. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Hi, uh, Evan and Red. I'm Andrew from Sarasota, and I just want to just get your opinion and about the current situation. And I just want to ask if my opinion, which I'm about to tell you, if it's crazy to you, okay? Okay. Go ahead. So the current – I'm sorry. I did not plan this, but the whole thing with Tom Brady – like I'm seeing, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far with us starting to come up with some sort of like what we were seeing in 2016 when the team was starting to show some talent. Mm-hmm. However, sorry, I'm I just get nervous when I talk to people. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. No, no worries, you're good. But yeah, I just don't feel like it's. I don't feel like it's Brady that's causing all these things. I feel like. With Bruce Arians, his second season as head coach, I just feel like he was able to – he's able to get the team somewhere now. Um, and it's going to – a lot of y'all are going to, like, call me crazy for this, but once the announcement was made that Brady did get signed, I completely disagreed with it. I was against it. Immediately afterwards, the words I said after I heard the news was, no, fire Jason Light. That's it. You have done enough because – I am a hardcore Jameis Winston supporter. I feel like he has some potential with us. Like, And it was only his first season with Bruce Arians. And he, you put him with three coaches, and that's not going to get anywhere. Like, And obviously what we saw with Dirk Cutter, uh, who completely wrecked the team. He wrecked Jameis Winston. And I just feel like if you gave Jameis one more year with Arians, I feel like he would become – the quarterback which we needed him to be at least like what we're seeing right now with Brady and I, I just wanted to get your opinions if you think that's crazy um no, I definitely don't think it's crazy I, I the crazy thing about you know the whole Jameis Winston debacle is that there are two sides of the fence and uh you know both of those sides are correct um Jameis Winston probably deserved another year under Bruce Arians I think he did have a lot of potential and I was you know a huge Jameis supporter Um, I think he had a lot of potential to fix his mistakes because he was the type of player where, yeah, when he messed up, it was pretty bad. But God, man, when he was clicking, when he was rolling, it was some of the greatest football I've ever seen. But, you know, you have these people who kind of want to put it all on Brady like you had opened up with. And and I think uh, a, a quote that came out from Bruce towards the end of last season kind of sums it up. He said, well, if we can win with Jameis, we can damn sure win without him. And that's what they've been able to do. So the point that you brought up that it hasn't been entirely Brady bringing the success to this team, you're absolutely right. This was a great team before he got here. All they needed was, um, I hate to put it this way, but all they needed was a competent guy who couldn't or didn't turn the ball over because that was just, that was the problem. You know what I mean? Like Jameis could win games and he could do incredible things, but if you turn the ball over, if any quarterback turns the ball over, you're going to lose some ball games and that's just where the Mm -hmm. Bucs found themselves as for the decision itself, you know, I, I think it was just, it was like a ticking time clock. Like, I, I know me and Evan had this discussion towards the end of last year on the podcast, but, you know, Bruce Arians isn't going to coach forever. Um, 
he has a limited time to be here, and I know that he wants a championship. Everybody does. Tom Brady isn't going to be here forever. So, you know, did he want to roll the dice and take a chance on a guy like Jameis who had never played in a playoff game? You didn't know that if you, you know, once you got to the playoffs, was he going to win you enough games to get to the championship? Tom Brady's done it six times. He's been to the Super Bowl damn near 10. So, you know, it was it was more for Bruce. The ultimatum was just kind of a roll of the dice when you compare Jameis and Tom. But I agree with you in a lot of what you said. I do disagree because I think Tom is one of the best guys they could have gotten in that situation because, like I said, all they really needed was a competent quarterback who didn't turn the ball over, and that's what Tom has been this season. But, Evan, I, I will step off of my soapbox and let you take over. Yeah, so I, th- I think there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that that can be true at the same time, and I think that Tom Brady was the best bet for the Buccaneers, uh, best realistic bet for the Bucks entering free agency in twenty in th- this year. Uh, I think he was the best bet. I think they they got him, but I also believe that in Jameis Winston's second year in Bruce Arians' system, that he wouldn't have thrown thirty interceptions. Oh, yeah, uh, no that, was just, that, that was a crazy amount of, of interceptions. So it, maybe you know you. you uh, you, you look at his his previous years, and they're around fifteen to seventeen in that range. I would say that's more realistic um, of Winston in his second year in Arian system. So, yeah, I think both of them can be true. I think Brady could have. You could look at Brady as the Bucks' best bet for a quarterback in this season, but also you can realize that hey, if Winston was still with the team, it would be a better Jameis Winston. It it wouldn't maybe be. You know, as maybe as efficient as Brady, like at this time right now, I don't know if Winston would have just 11 picks. I think you'd have maybe a little more than that, but that's, you know, Winston might also have more touchdowns right now. So you take the good with the bad. Um, And and I think that, like I said, I just think that both statements can be true. And just there's like you were saying, right, there's two sides, but both sides seems to be so extreme that it's either Winston was the whole problem and nobody else was the issue or it was everybody else's problem and Winston wasn't the issue. And well, uh, my thing that's is, where I think a lot of the problems is. Go ahead. Well, I, I never thought that Winston was the problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, he had three seasons with Dirk Cutter, who, I mean, you saw it at the beginning of 2016. Like, his first year, the team started to do something. That was not – and at that season when Jameis was on a roll – I'm saying this right now. That was not Jameis Winston under Dirk Cutter. That was Jameis Winston under Lovey Smith. Then you get to Dirk Cutter's second season, and then the team starts performing bad. And then I'm saying is like the previous coaching staff under Dirk Cutter, like I'm talking about Mike Smith, Mark Duffner, mm-hmm. all those people. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, no, that was the defense. Um, or Todd Munkin. Yep. Uh, was the or the, whoever was the offensive coordinator? I don't remember because I don't really care about them anymore. Was the one that had Jameis play under their rule book and I, therefore completely messed him up. And yet you had season one under Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Uh, that's not enough time to get Jameis around that playbook. And therefore I feel like he, that's why I feel like he needed another season under Arians to. No. Become, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you, you're, you're not, you're not alone. 
you're you're definitely not alone in, in thinking that Winston deserved a second season. And I, I personally, you know, I mean, he. So here's here was my deal when I when I entered the offseason, I was looking at Brady as as number one for me as like target wise, but Winston was number two. I I thought Winston was the the second best guy, not Philip Rivers, not Teddy Bridgewater. I thought you know if you couldn't get Tom Brady, you were going to bring back Jameis Winston. And I really think that if the Buccaneers did not get Tom Brady, they were going to bring back Jameis Winston. I I do believe that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's you bring up some good points, you know. Um. Yeah, they they um in his second season he wouldn't have thrown thirty interceptions and had all those crazy turnovers. Uh, there was yeah, just uh, it's just a, a small sample size. Uh, but yet again, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. And what Winston did, the last memory that Bruce Arians had of James mm-hmm. Winston in a Bucks uniform was throwing the ball right to Deion Jones to end their season. Um, on a pick six. Yeah. And that's just, that was, I felt so bad for Jameis because that was the worst way you could have went out. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly. it, he, he's, he's a great person, great guy, uh, talented player and he'll, he'll get another shot. Yeah. It's just, that's the in, thing is yeah, like, once the announcement, too late. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's exactly the thing. Like when the announcement, he left, like, of course I was devastated and pissed off at, uh, Jason life for making the move. Cause I feel like he had some potential. However, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, take your time, man. You're good. <laughs> hey, nah, well, we, we really appreciate your call, buddy, and thank you so much for tuning into the show. We're going to get to some other ones, but uh, thank you for calling in. No problem. 813-433-0323 is the number to call if you guys want to mm. chime in on the game this weekend or former Bucks quarterbacks. We're talking about all of it yeah, tonight so, on episode 156. Yeah, we got a uh, good good comment here um from thomas corral uh who said he was a native of florida ended up in philly hey i'm, I'm in philly there you go um and now he's back in florida and um he brought up a good question he he said uh concern about this team heading into the playoffs is clock control and you have to be able to run the ball effectively to control the clock your thoughts and i think uh he's right you have to. They have to be able to run the ball better. Maybe you don't have to be Tennessee Titans good, um, because as you saw, the Titans ended up not being able to outscore the Chiefs because the Titans relied on a run game. So you know when your defense is is putting up, you know, giving up um, a lot of points, that's where your run game always to go away. But in those uh, every playoff game, most likely is going to be tight, right? It's going to be yeah. close, and you're going to have to control the clock in a lot of them. And I think the Bucks' run game—it's a valid question. Uh, the Bucks' run game is definitely going to have to be better. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you look at a common theme these last two games in particular, looking more so at the Minnesota game, but time of possession. Like, you know, you can talk about the turnover battle, you can talk about penalties, but time of possession is another really big deal when it comes to winning games, you know, nitty gritty style. And yeah. uh, they have lacked in the time of possession. They have been finishing behind most of the time, it seems like. Yep. So, yeah, we have a, a quick thing from DX, DX Sired, or sorry if I butchered that. Uh, I have has a question. Is Jeff Okuda and Kenny Galladay out for the game? Uh, yeah, Jeff Okuda is out for the season. Yeah. And, um, and then Kenny Galladay um, is most likely out for the game. He did not participate in practice yesterday or today, and it doesn't sound like he's going to play. So Yeah. Now, we did have a couple of calls from the 813 come in. I wasn't able to get to them because I didn't want to interrupt you, but go ahead and give us a call back. Um, but in the meantime, I do have another question I wanted to pose to you. This comes from our buddy Kyle on Twitter, not Kyle NFL, says, Question. 
Would you rather win out? Actually, let me take this call and then we'll ask the question. From the 813, thank you so much for calling the show. What is your name? Where are you calling in from? Hey, guys. It's Adam from Tampa. Adam from Tampa. What's doing? going on, brother? Doing pretty good. I saw uh, that uh, Josh Rosen ended up getting signed to the 49ers. Yeah. Yep. 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 They they picked him up as like an emergency, you know, their emergency starter. Um, I don't know what their situation is over in San Fran, but I know that they're dropping like flies, and Jimmy G is not really in any position to come back here soon. So, you, you know, kind of coming into this, I was really excited about Josh Rosen. I know that Evan was as well, and he was on the practice squad for the whole year, the whole time he was here in Tampa. But now, Evan, you had brought up that you know there was kind of a, a murky situation there with Rosen and the Bucks where one thing was communicated and another thing happened now my impression that i got was that he was here for the long haul but if another team calls him up and says they need a starting quarterback now then he is out and, and that's kind of what happened but what was uh what was your take yeah so this is this isn't uh sourced at all this is just pure speculation on my part so it did seem like josh rosen was was there for the year he said that he didn't want to really learn another offensive system um it would be his fourth one uh you know and it, here's the thing though he's not going to san francisco to be a starter they signed him as their backup so he's not i mean i guess he just wanted to be on an active roster and the bucks you know, like Ryan Griffin and Blaine Garrett Moore, something I did want to point out. The Bucks were able to basically view Josh Rosen in practice the entire season where we haven't been able to view him. So maybe the Bucks weren't all that impressed and they were okay with letting him go. But it's definitely a little bummer um, because I know some some fans, I, you know, I threw out the idea also, um, had the idea that he could be the guy behind Brady, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. So. Yeah. Also, like, uh, I wanted to know what this means for our future quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to draft a guy like sooner in the draft or try to find someone else in a free agency, like yep. maybe Dwayne Haskins or something like that? Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question right there. Um, right now. With, with what Dwayne Haskins has been going through, I wouldn't really touch him. But um, as far as the draft goes, I, I still wouldn't expect them to draft one in the first round. But I think losing Rosen now opens that door maybe in the second or third round if somebody slips. Uh, a guy like a Kyle Trask, maybe. I'm not the biggest Kyle Trask fan, but uh, if somebody like that would be around in the Bucks' second round pick, I think maybe they consider it. Um, you know, I, I, there's not really many options in free agency. Um, I, I don't really think Sam Darnold is an option, a guy like him. So it, it would definitely be interesting to see. And it's just, it's a question right now that's it's a very intriguing one, and a very exciting one, but it's hard to really give an answer. Yeah, that makes sense. We're going to get to some other callers, but we really do appreciate you listening to the show and calling in, my friend. All right, thank you. Have a good yes. night. Yes, yeah, sir, too. you too. Merry Christmas. I need to start saying uh, that to people. Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's our, it's yeah, our yeah. Christmas it's, episode. It's Christmas. Maybe I should liven the hell up. I, should I explain why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie? <laughs> we had this whole argument last year. Oh, I think, man. Yeah. Um, so is I, Die I Hard a Christmas people... movie? We want to hear from you. 813-433-0323. Or in the live chat, is Die Hard action oh. classic 
an all-time great it's, with Bruce Willis. Action, is it a Christmas movie? Action classic. An yeah. action classic. It is not a Christmas movie. It is. Um, it is anyway, Christmas movie. Uh, so a lot of people were suggesting Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are the two names I see on here. Both those guys are going to be top fifteen picks. Yeah, I think so. so. Uh, that's especially Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has improved his stock immensely. I think he could go as high as number four to Carolina. Personally, uh, if, if it stays the same. So personally, I think if Trask falls, and I think out of that quarterback class, which is absolutely yeah. stacked this year, um, I, I think he is the most likely to fall. But if he does, I don't know if he falls yeah. out of the first round, but maybe early second. But I just don't think the Bucks will be able to get him. And if they really want him, they'll have to move up, which I just don't think I, they'll do for a quarterback this year. I I wouldn't I wouldn't pick him even in the second round. I guess he seems like a guy. You know, he seems like to me. He seems like Alex Smith. He seems like a guy who's not going to lose you the game, but he's also not going to put your team on his back and like say like let's go. Right. Like I just I don't, he's not going to be passing for five touchdowns and carry a team to a win consistently. Like I just I see him as a, a real game manager and that's just that's what I think he is. Um So let's we, so, we do have that one question on Twitter that I never got to earlier. Well, hang on real quick. So somebody has Thomas. Thomas says that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which I yes, don't know how. Yes, it is. Thank you, Thomas. No, that, is, that is it's two, it's that is two. That is Die Hard two. Evan zero. It's in the month of December. What do you mean, Evan zero? Are you counting yours as two? Well, I'm counting mine as one, and Thomas is another. Then, then how do I have zero if I'm the one saying it? Because <laughs> you're wrong. No, that's not. That's that doesn't make any sense. You 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 counted your one, but I can't get my one. That's BS. So we got a question uh, do, from. Do you guys uh, know what? I'm sorry. Uh, one no, real good, quick, man. just Go ahead. one last quarterback thing. If, if uh, you guys know what Mac Jones is projected to be, he's projected to be a first round pick. Uh, but I just I don't think the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round. I would be very surprised unless one of like a Trey Lance. If he ends up really sliding to the Bucks, I think they consider it. But unless somebody like and obviously Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson, those guys aren't going to be there. Uh, and a guy like Trey. Lance, if he would fall, maybe. But if Mac Jones, Kyle Trask are there, I I think the Bucks go another direction. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of close things out with this question, and then we'll get to some final score predictions. But this comes from Not Kyle NFL on Twitter. I've been waiting to ask this one for a while because I think it's a really great question. Would you rather win out? Bucks go eleven and five if they win out, and then play the NFC East opponent. Uh, NFC East opponent. Or would you rather the Buccaneers some way, somehow miraculously win the division, which as of right now they can still do and host the Cardinals or the bears take into consideration that there's no true home field advantage there. I think a rematch against the bears in the playoffs would be damn tasty, but I don't know. We kind of have That'd to see favorable. how the rest of the NFC <laughs> shakes out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to answer. You'd rather win the division. Yeah. Um, it looks better I mean, on the track record for sure. A home, a home playoff game too. You know, so you're playing either the Cardinals or the Bears most likely. Yeah, I would say probably winning the division would be the best case scenario. I think um, if the Bucks somehow won the division this year with kind of, you know, the stakes at what they are, I don't know if New Orleans would ever get over it. Like, oh my God, they would never. Oh, no, we they would, would hear never about stop. that until the end of time. And that just makes mm-hmm. me so warm inside that a bunch can of you New imagine, Orleans fans, bitch. Can you imagine New Orleans l- losing the NFC South? Which, uh, guys, that's, let's not get your hopes up here. I know I'm going to be the little Grinch here right now. The, the Vikings, you got your role to Vikings, play on, on Christmas. Uh, yeah, well, I'm the heel and you're the, you're the face. So. <laughs> um, 
I'm the guy who thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and you're that's the guy not, who's wrong. That's no. See, you, you see, you, you say you think it is, but then you're telling me I am just wrong. So you're saying that you basically know that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, which yeah. it's not. It's it's a movie that's based in December around it's it's at a Christmas party, but it, it the plot has nothing to do with with Christmas. It, 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 has, it has nothing to do with Christmas. I, like, I, don't, I don't know how many times, like, Alan Rickman's character, it, it doesn't matter to him what time of the year it is. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, it does not the matter. The terrorist chose Christmas. No, that's not. Oh, my God. What's his name in the movie? Isn't it Hans or something? Uh, Hans sure, Lander or something? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Oh, I thought you, you knew everything about the movie, so you knew it was a Christmas movie. No, I just so. like telling you it's a Christmas movie to piss well, you off, because I like pushing but your anyways, buttons. It's good content. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, so I even if, if the, the Vikings were to to beat the Saints, which could happen. I don't think it's likely, but it could happen. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't think, it, like I said, I don't think it's likely, but it could happen. The Saints play the Panthers the next week. And the Panthers have just have packed it in. They really want a top draft pick. Yeah. I know that obviously those players are going to, um, th- th- those players are, are going to to want to win. But I just they don't have the talent. Um, Jarek Froelich, sorry if I butchered that. Says Stone Cold I mean, Evan Froelich, Wanish. But I, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, Stone Cold Evan Wanish versus Dwayne the Rhett Matthew. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll take it. And then well, Thomas Corral says the dude. Said, dude, the, the Philly rattlesnake. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. man. The glass breaks, and instead of chugging, the... chucking beers, you got some guy yeah. at ringside chucking you subs. Yeah, Han, Hans Gruber, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you, uh, BB, from the chat. Uh, dude, the whole movie starts off at an office Christmas party. Listen, yes. But that has nothing to do with the actual objective of the movie. Oh man! That, that doesn't have anything to do with the like. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, they're they're there for a Christmas party. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. One last call. Eight one three four three three zero three two three. Look. Let's quit bickering. Let's get into some final score predictions. If you guys are watching along on YouTube, we do appreciate you. Chime in on the live chat. Let us know your score predictions for this Saturday's game against the Lions. I think it's no surprise here. I've got the Buccaneers winning big. I think it is a really good week for the offense. I think Tom throws four touchdowns, and I feel more confident this week saying that than I did last week because he only threw two. But I really think he gets four touchdowns, breaks the franchise record. And with that being said, the Buccaneers come out on top 38 to 17 and I, I think that's given i think you know matt stafford can definitely put 17 points up on the board but ah, shit that's pushing it a little bit for me but what is your score prediction this weekend yeah so i'm looking at the chat right now and ben leaper 
has my exact final score. So uh, I just don't think the Lions are going to be able to keep pace with the Bucks. I think Stafford's going to keep them in the game pretty much. Maybe the Bucks are down at halftime again. I think it's a real possibility. They start off slow, and the Lions always seem to start off a little bit fast this season. So uh, I'm going to go with 35 to 24 Bucks. I think that the Lions are going to have some success, but I think in the end, the Bucks' offense will just be too much for the Detroit defense. And Tom Brady will break the record. He will have three uh passing touchdowns and he will break the Buccaneers uh, single uh, regular season uh, franchise record for most passing touchdowns in a season. God, he'll probably be breaking playoff records in one single game. Um. Probably. Well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even if you look, go back to their Super Bowl year, they had Brad Johnson and it's yeah. not like Brad Johnson was throwing the thing all over the, the lot. So, um, I mean, he was good. Don't get me wrong. I respect the Brad Johnson, but um, yeah, uh, I, okay, Dub says, I swear we don't play a script into the second half unless our first half script is punting. Well, the first half <laughs> script just sucks. That's it's, all. It's garbage, they, man. Teams, teams really, they, they script about the first 15 plays, and then scripting as far as the second half goes, maybe you get some scripting, but a lot of that's just how the game is going at yeah. that point. So there's not much scripting going on in the second half as much as there is in the uh, the start of the game. So a couple of live scores in the live chat as we break things down here. Ben Leeper, 35-24 bucks. HD Piz Jugs, our good boy Dalton, 28-17 bucks. TB12 Goatman, 33-20 bucks. And then our good friend Thomas from Philly, bucks, 31-21. Any more uh, score predictions, make sure you leave them in the live chat, and I'll shout them out before the end of the show. But well, yeah, Thomas, mean- Thomas said he was he was from Florida. Moved to Philly. Now he's back in Florida, so he's on the he's on the good side now again. Okay, my mistake then. Our <laughs> our, uh, our journeyman buddy Thomas. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out the live stream. It was kind of a a last minute ish thing that we did today. Um, yeah. But I'm really glad that we did it. We got a lot of great phone calls, and it's always a great pleasure talking to you people who make this show what it uh, is. Here's here's a here's a good uh, good last question. Okay, here we go. Up. From Ben Leeper, are you are any of you guys giving slash receiving any bucks related gifts this Christmas? I'm pretty sure I'm getting a white Devin White jersey. So you know, Bree's probably going to be really pissed off at me. Um, because we had a whole argument about this. She was really upset that I ruined my surprise, but I'll let you guys know here on the show, uh, I have got a uh, a pewter Tom Brady jersey on my way. And it, it makes me feel good. How, because, how, did you, how did you find out? Um, well, she was, dude, she was like, okay, so she made a game out of it, right? You know, I like giving her crap sometimes just to piss her off, because that's what I like doing to people. And, um... Yeah. She, you know, she's, I'm like, tell me what my present is. Tell me what my present is and all this and that. And, uh, I picked up her phone to kind of freak her out. And then she's like, you're not going to find it. And then I was looking through her Amazon app and she's like, I didn't get it on Amazon. So I opened up her web browser and I started scrolling on her history. And that's when I found it. NFL shop.com. Um, oh, she was so pissed, but it is what it is. At least I know now, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because the, you know, the pewter reticus one that I've got is great, but I can't wear it to any game ever because it's like a 4XL and I look like an idiot in it. So it's just kind of a it's a permanent prop of the show. But I'm really looking forward to that Brady pewter because one, I'll get a Brady jersey and two, I'll get a legitimate not China made pewter jersey and the numbers just look so good. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, that's that's neat. That's kind of a I'd be kind of bummed, too, though. 
she did all that work to spoil the surprise. Like, well, I mean, she's the one who told me to do counts. it. I guess. I don't, I, yeah, she, I, mean, I guess she got me a bunch of other presents though. So I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you not know those? No, I don't know those. And I'll okay. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll let gotcha. uh, Yeah, I'll make sure I don't know those. But thank you guys for asking, um, Evan. I, I would send you. Uh, you know, I would send you stuff, but one, I'm broke, and two, we both make some money from the podcast, so go buy something for yourself. That's my present to you. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for the the free advice. I guess um, maybe I maybe I might write like a book and send it to you on how Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh Jesus! Christ. That'll be my Christmas present to you. What, what, what do you think? Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be reading it over the course of the year, and I'll be able to wipe my ass with it come next Christmas. Mm, okay. Cause die hard. Well, I'll be able, I'll be able to wipe the floor with your with your bad takes come next Christmas. So <laughs> we'll have to see what that wing contest holds. Cause uh, King of the Wings still sitting uh, right here, buddy. Still sitting right here. It's it's the uh, end of the year. It's 2020. You get to say everything that you've been wanting to say for the past year, and it's been pent up frustration. Um, I'm just kidding. I got nothing but love for my man Evan, and I got nothing but love for every single person who jumped in the live stream tonight. Really do appreciate you guys. And with all of that being said, that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who watched live on YouTube or if you're listening to this after the fact on any of our podcast outlets, we truly do appreciate you guys as well. Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great holiday. We'll talk to you guys on, uh, well, hell, will we talk to them on Sunday or Monday? Always probably Monday. Probably I mean, Monday. Oh, yeah. Just let, let the people go enjoy their day of football yeah. you know, on Sunday. Hopefully the Bucks clinch on Saturday so you can enjoy a nice just day of just relaxation, watching a full Sunday of football. Oh, hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But, folks, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. And last but not least, you can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you haven't already and you're still watching the live stream, make sure you subscribe to our channel and turn on those notifications so you get notified every single time we do a call-in show like this, upload a new episode like we'll be doing after the game on Saturday, or a weekly hype video. We got all sorts of great content over on our YouTube channel. Best way to experience the show. I am your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off from my co-host, Evan Wanish. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you guys after the game. Till then, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, 
Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.